Are you tired of feeling stuck in a cycle of scarcity, knowing deep down that you're destined for so much more? Do you yearn to elevate your wealth and manifest a life overflowing with abundance? Well, get ready to embark on a transformational journey because the free Money Mindset Workshop is back and better than ever. Mark your calendars for Friday, May the 31st at 6pm UK time, where we'll be diving into the secrets of unlocking all that prosperity. If you can't make it live, no worries. You'll still have access to the replay so you won't miss a single nugget of wisdom. So why should you join me for this life-changing free workshop? Firstly, we're going to shake off those limiting beliefs and mindset blocks that have been holding you back. It's time to break free and unleash the full potential of your money mindset. Then we'll be talking about manifesting wealth and success like never before. So say goodbye to just dreaming and hello to turning those dreams into tangible realities. And let's not forget about the cash flow because we're going to explore all the ways that money can flow into your life, enriching it beyond measure. Some of you might be wondering, does mindset really work? Absolutely. This workshop will serve as your guide and light, showing you how mindset shapes your reality and empowers you to actively pursue your goals. So whether you're a newbie to positive money mindset or a seasoned pro, this workshop is designed for you. If you're ready to see a significant transformation in your wealth and you're eager to embrace new techniques for inviting prosperity into your life, then you belong here. So what's on the agenda? We've got a 90-minute interactive session where we'll tackle those limiting beliefs head-on and uncover the abundance waiting to be embraced. Just imagine, instead of struggling, you could manifest money faster easier and with less effort. Are you ready to step into a life of abundance? Join me Friday, May the 31st for my free money mindset workshop. To sign up for your free place, visit cannycrystalsacademy.co.uk forward slash workshop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi everyone, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Canny Crystals the podcast. I hope that you're all well. I know usually I would ramble on for the first half an hour of an episode about what I've been getting up to for the last week and banging on about stuff that I've manifested, but there is no time for that today, ladies and gents, not at all, because I've got an amazing episode and there's just so much here to unpack. So this week I've got an amazing guest on the show and the only way that I can describe this is, and bear with us because this is very, very niche. Cast your mind back to 2008, okay? It's a Saturday night. You're with your girls. You're watching The X Factor. Alexandra Burke comes out. She starts singing Listen by Beyonce. And halfway through the performance, the stage opens up behind her. She breaks down into tears and says, ladies and gentlemen, I can't believe I'm about to introduce this woman to the stage. Please welcome my hero, Beyonce. And Simon Cowell's gobsmacked. Cheryl sat there in tears. You got that image in your head? Well, that's exactly how I feel introducing this woman to the podcast today. She's a self-proclaimed basic bitch. She's an entrepreneur. She's a multiple business owner. 
a writer, a mother of three, four if you include her cat Primrose. She's a manifesting mentor, an owner of a book club, and her podcast, Law of Attraction Changed My Life, has been number one for the best part of the last year here in the UK for self-improvement. She's the reason I got into podcasting in the first place, so please give a warm welcome to the woman who has really done it all. Francesca Amber is on the show. Hi, Fran. I am so fucking starstruck right now. How are you? I can't believe that you pulled out an X Factor 2018 <laughs> reference for my introduction. I was like, where the hell is this going? Where? <laughs> oh, I'm very niche when it comes to shit like that, but hey ho. <laughs> and I mean, you're a crier as well, aren't you? You, you always say that you, you cry in most of your fucking episodes every week. Oh, but... I love crying. It's because I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, you're a crier, so you'll get this, but driving down here this morning, I actually had tears of joy and gratitude. I must have looked like... <laughs> No, I actually did. So for those of you that don't know, I'm sat here right now in Francesca's living room. She's sat in the kitchen because we can't work out technology. They're both in the same room. But I'm sat here, like, and all of our neighbours are probably just staring at me, thinking, what's this psycho doing in the window? But anyway, I must have looked like a read psycho driving down the year one, bawling my eyes out. So I'm just so thankful that the universe has delivered this, and I'm so happy to be here. So for those of you that are listening, like I say, I'm sat in Francesca's living room. How crazy is that? I feel like I know it inside out because I've seen it so much on your stories as well. Especially when you know I had sex on that sofa a couple of days ago. So, I mean, don't get too comfy. Is that what that white stain is over the side? <laughs> I've washed those blankets since. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, I know I've just touched on a few things there. But like I said, we have so much to unpack on this episode because... You've just got it all going on, haven't you? You must be so proud of yourself and your journey. Is there anything on that list there that I didn't mention? Oh, my God. Well, I was mentioned as podcast of the week in the Week in Audio in The Observer last weekend or the weekend Amazing. before. Um, which in itself was a bit of a funny manifestation, right? Because I recently, I say recently, a couple of months ago, invested in a very expensive PR agency in London to help me to get some PR because I'm just out here on my own trying to fucking do it, you know, like working around my three children, trying to build this brand. And I really needed some help. And I got in with this amazing PR agency. They're like one of the best in London. Very, very expensive. And they basically fucked me around for three and a half months, took my money and did nothing. And in the end, it, there was a lot of like shifting of blame and they were like oh we don't think we work very well with emails so let's up a whatsapp group and it's like they just basically didn't respond to emails it was really really bad I've got a refund now and at the end of this time they said to me basically you're unpiarable like we can't get you on anything because well they didn't even really have an excuse and I said do you know what you've just done me the biggest favor because I'm so angry with you that I'm going to show you that I can get my own fucking PR better than you and I was like look forward to seeing me in a magazine bitch (laughs) (laughs) and then the next week and I didn't even try and get in the observer the observer contacted my sister and just said can you provide a high-res image of Fran like we're going to feature her in the observer this weekend as like our week in audio and I didn't even try to get it which is the best kind of manifestation is I used negative emotion to turn it into a positive and then I do have this real energy of like I'm gonna fucking show you that's my number one manifesting energy which I don't think is entirely healthy but it's something that I've always used whether it's to like show an ex or show somebody that's pissed you off or for this example like this stupid PR agency that told me I was unpiarable well sorry next week I'm podcast of the week bitches so what do you say to that? Exactly. That's amazing, though, as well, for you to turn that negative into a positive. So like, I just want to share how this all came about as well. Because for months now, I've procrastinated about getting guests on the show. And I've been overthinking it, assuming that it was going to be really difficult to do. And I mean, I know we've had some difficulties this morning. But kind of as soon as I've taught myself how to do it, I've opened the floodgates and I saw how simple it actually was. And I've had a different guest every other week, but it all started with you. So after taking part in your manifesting money workshop, I kept visualizing having you on here as a guest. And I kept going back to that feeling of joy and laughter and just being sat there with a cup of coffee, like laughing with you. And I could hear your voice answering me questions. And I kept that vision so close to me. And that. And then the other week I was out for a dog walk and I just had this message wrote out for you for ages in a draft. And a little voice inside just went, just fucking send it. What's the worst that could happen? And I specifically remember after I'd sent it, asking if you would come on the show, you sent us a voice note back being like, oh my God, I've just been meditating. For some reason, kept thinking of you. 
I instantly had goosebumps. I think this was honestly meant to have happened. I agree. That was very, I'd actually forgotten about that. But yes, it was part of our book club challenge where we had to meditate. And I find meditation really, really hard. And I never allow myself any time or space just to be still and quiet. Like last night, I literally went to sleep listening to a podcast because none of my children were here and I was a bit scared to sleep <laughs> on my own. And like, that's how ridiculous, like I'm the sort of person, if I go to the toilet, I'll take my phone with me. Like, it's ridiculous. I don't allow any free time unless I really like consciously do it. And so doing this meditation was really, really hard. And you're supposed to be, you know, just sitting, clearing your mind, not thinking of anything. And instead I was thinking of you and I don't know why. You just kept coming up and I was like, how weird is this? Like, I don't know why. It was it was the most bizarre experience. And then literally, yeah, you messaged me and I was like, how bloody odd is that? But there the we universe go. works in mysterious ways, doesn't it? It's just like the stars aligned. So yeah. But anyway, let's get on with the interview. So I want to rewind and go right back to the 90s with you. So I want to know what life was like for you growing up. Like, were you a bit of a daydreamer in school? Like, did you always know deep down inside that you were destined for more? Yeah, I've got main character energy big time. <laughs> like I literally, I absolutely hated school. I never went. Like my mum would really struggle to get me to school and it was a real problem. Like I would sometimes go two weeks without going and my next door neighbour was the complete opposite. She was in my class and she was like, you know, traditional, normal family. I was the only one that came from a, a separated like home And my mum just kind of let us do what we wanted, which I don't think was a bad thing. My sister was, she won't mind me saying this, my sister was a hoe. Like, my sister was out hoeing. Like, she was just, like, living her life. (laughs) Not being an actual hoe. She wouldn't be paid for it. But, like, she was just being a hoe. Not the best example of healthy relationships. Like, my mum and dad got divorced. And so I was just kind of, like, left to sort of wander along by myself. I wasn't really pushed to ever do homework I wasn't really ever pushed to do anything. And I really always had to push myself. So like I used to have businesses doing like dog walking and stuff like that. And I was very self-motivated in that way. But what was interesting was for school, I could not get up on time. I couldn't have any form of like attendance. I remember when we had to do our GCSE, um, you know, when you have to do that coursework, I basically hadn't done my art coursework and it was supposed to take like three months to do. And I lied and said I did my theme around black magic and my mum got scared and burnt it. She didn't. I just never fucking did it. Like I had no accountability and no anything. But yeah, I had to get up and go to create a dog walking business and to create these things. And so there was no one really there to guide me through that. And I found it really, really difficult. I got bad GCSEs. I went on and did a secretarial course at college because I didn't know what else to do. I did beauty therapy for a year and I dropped out of that. And yeah, I just was sort of destined to do nothing really. So I found it quite hard, but I always knew that I would be doing something fabulous. I knew that I had the potential, but I just didn't know how to bring it out at all. Cool. So now regarding manifesting, so I know obviously you're a massive believer in the universe and energy and the law of attraction. You are the manifesting queen. And I know you have loads of stories. And I think one of my faves was the story that you told. It might have even been in your very first podcast, which is two years old today, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. And um, it was about listening to Jamelia's Thank You, I think it was, on your way to work in London every day because it was the only song that you had on your broken iPod. And as you walked along, you were visualizing this better life for yourself. And then there was one time you were actually on TV and they used that song in the background of your VT, didn't they? So what was the first moment for you when when you suddenly thought, there's no doubt about it, I did this? Was that what it was? Or were there times before that that you've kind of passed off as coincidence? But now looking back, it could have been the law of attraction? I think that there were potentially a few little times, but I think with the law of attraction, you always remember that first real manifestation. And I think now having met me, you will understand why I walked along with that iPod with only one song on it for a year because I'm so bad with technology. Like, I don't know what happened to it. My ex-boyfriend used to have to put music on for me from CDs. I I don't remember. Anyone listening to this that is under 25 will be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But that's how you used to put music on your iPod. And I had literally like three or four songs and that was the only one I liked listening to. And so I used to listen to it on repeat and I had this really long, boring commute, which if you are a person living with a long, boring commute or a boring job, 
it's a fucking blessing because you have so much time and space in your mind to create. And I think that when you're actually living your dreams and you're you're living it, you don't have that anymore. Like I don't have long, boring periods of time to create in my mind anymore, which is such a shame. But I used to be on this long commute, four hours a fucking day from London to Candy Island, big up Candy Island, long way away. And um, I just used to visualize, I was dating a footballer for nearly a year and he fucked me over. And I really, again, turning that negative energy into something positive, I was like, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you, you dumped the wrong girl. And I'm going to write a book about it. Because to me, being a writer was like the be all and end all. All I wanted to be in life was a writer. And I'm like, I'm going to write a book about wag culture. It's going to be autobiographical. It's going to be part like how to, but kind of, if you read it, it's not really a how to. It's kind of telling you, don't do this. It's bullshit. Um, And I absolutely loved it. And I used to just visualize myself on this journey, getting a book deal, being on TV, being in magazines, being in newspapers, signing books. I would just have it on this loop. And as time went on, I randomly went on to Richard and Judy. Remember that when they used to have their (laughs) evening show? I went on Richard and Judy and it was live. So they couldn't stop me saying whatever I wanted to say. And I was like, I'm writing a book about this whole culture and stuff like that. And I got a publisher, I got a literary agent. Um, They gave me an advance, which was unheard of for like an unknown author. I got £2,000 to write a book. And this was when I was earning like 17 grand a year. Like it was out of this world, one of the most exciting experiences of my life. And then the BBC contacted me and said that we are, or maybe I contacted them, I don't remember. I was very get up and goy with that sort of thing. So maybe I contacted them. And they started following me and they made a documentary called, I don't know if I want to say what it's called because I don't want people to search it. It's horrible. <laughs> oh God. It's called Wags to Riches. And um, it was following me and a couple of other people about the, the whole kind of wag culture that was so huge then and following the process of my book being published. And sure enough, they do this little montage of me like going to parties and doing whatever. And that was the song that was playing. And I remember watching it with my mum and just turning to her and being like, fucking hell, this works. And it was so, if you've practiced the law of attraction for any length of time, you will have these moments where it's almost like a connection to God, if I believed in God. And you literally are like, fuck this is so specific and it's so you can't argue with it like it it was the same song and it was playing out on BBC what was had been in my mind for months and it was insane it's crazy isn't it because I don't believe in coincidences when it comes to the law of attraction I truly believe that everything happens for a reason people always pass it off and they're like oh it's just it's just one of them things or it's just a coincidence but I honestly don't believe in coincidences at all no I agree with you. And when things are so, so specific, like how I met my ex-husband, you know, putting his picture on a vision board and then two and a half years later, you know, my friend randomly walking down the road and saying to someone, would you like to go on a blind date? And then we go on a blind date and it being the exact same person that's been on my vision board. Sorry, you can't tell me that that is a coincidence. Nah, I ain't having it. But it's not all been rainbows and butterflies for you, has it? Because if we jump to 2020, the UK, like the rest of the world, went into this lockdown. And at the time, you still had your beauty salon, the N7 Collective. And like most people across the world, you literally had zero income. So what was that time like for you? And how were you able to keep your vibrations so high throughout that time? Well, basically, I didn't. <laughs> I slipped into a deep, deep depression. Um, do you know what? I saw something on Instagram this morning that said the crisis and the miracle come one after the other, or they're very close together. And I truly believe that I understand that now. And I was definitely at the time in a race to the bottom with anybody that I knew of like, who's got it worse? Well, you're okay. You're on furlough. You're okay. You've got a partner. You're okay. You don't have children, whatever it might be. But I genuinely was struggling to find anybody that was worse off than me. I had just nearly killed myself for a year to buy a home, a house in the country. So I was now a single mother with two mortgages and a salon uh, lease, which was actually more money than both the mortgages combined. So I've got three properties to pay for and it's just me, right? Then we're told your job is now illegal. You cannot do spray tans, you can't do lashes. Cool, great. (laughs) Then I find out I'm pregnant. Fantastic. Then I find out You're having two babies, not one. 
it was the breaking point for me because I just genuinely felt like in that moment, I'm going to lose my homes. I'm going to, there was real talk about me going to live with my sister, with my daughter, or going to live with my mum. And really going back to the beginning, having to get rid of my flat and everything, and just surviving and bringing these babies up in a fucking garage or something. That was literally where talk was going. I was at the point where I was just thinking, how will I ever afford to even like change my car, to get a car that's big enough for three children? And along with that as well, like I've always been a very proactive person, but just being told you can't go to work, you have to stay in your house, you know, it, it was the lowest, lowest time of my life. It was, it was awful. And if I could go back and change it, I 100% wouldn't because I do believe that that biggest crisis, the bigger the crisis, the bigger the rises after. And it's been the biggest rise of my lifetime, I think. The biggest glow up of my life. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, everything happens for a reason at the end of the day, isn't it? But how did you overcome all your limiting beliefs then? Because I speak about this all the time in my podcast and it's something that's a massive thing for me. Like I've spoke about my background so much on this show. Like I came from nothing. My family have never, ever had any money. There's so many limiting beliefs there about earning money. And they're so bad. Like what have been yours? Like I know you spoke about it on your podcast before, but what have you done to help yourself overcome your limiting beliefs? I think that sometimes people are looking for really big answers or really big results straight away. So you could look at that example, right? And I'm the same as you. You know, I came from a single a single, uh, not saying, but you know, coming from no money. My mum didn't ever really have much money. Um, We weren't rich. Like we didn't go on loads of holidays, but that doesn't mean just because that's where you came from, that that's where you have to go. But I think that sometimes people look at manifesting and stuff like that and the things that we put in place and the things that I advise in my podcast and they expect to get from zero to a hundred straight away. You've got to remember when I was in that lockdown, one of the first things I did was I painted my kitchen pink Now, my house was fucking disgusting. Like it hadn't been decorated for 30 years and I had no money to do anything. And the original plan was I was going to renovate this within the year and knock it all out. Obviously, all those plans went. So instead of getting really down about it and being like, oh, I hate this house. Like I I can't afford to do what I wanted. I decided to spend, I think my budget was like 30 pounds or 50 pounds. It wasn't very much. And I was going to completely redo my kitchen. Number one, because it gave me something to do. It gave me a little bit of a purpose. Number two, it's creative and it would be, it was great content for my Instagram. People loved it. But also number three, it was a real energetic thing of, I'm only going to have this kitchen for a year. So what better time to paint your whole fucking kitchen pink and spray your handles gold? Because people, if you're thinking of spraying your kitchen pink and doing all those cheap hinge makeovers, that shit don't last. The paint does come off. And it's a real energetic thing in my mind of being like, I'm going to do this because I'm only going to have this for a year. In a year's time, this kitchen will be gone. It will be in a fucking skip and I will have my dream home. And that sounds really silly, but just something as simple as starting off paint your kitchen pink, do something small. You don't have to create an award-winning podcast. You don't have to double your income. Sometimes it starts with just clearing a shelf. It starts with clearing a cupboard and, you know, organizing your life. It starts with selling all the excess things you've got in your home and creating some money and maybe starting a little business. Do you know what I mean? It's about the really small steps. And it started for me with painting my kitchen pink. That was it. (laughs) See, I always have thoughts of being like a fraud and the imposter syndrome really sits in. And I know that's all totally normal because thoughts of being a fraud and having all this self-doubt just means that you're working outside of your comfort zone. Do you ever have any thoughts of self-doubt while you're doing all of this? Yeah, of course. And I I fluctuate between the two, right? Because sometimes I want to be really honest. And, you know, like my podcast last or this week, rather, um, was all about like energetic spending. And I was talking about how, you know, my energetic limits used to be like I used to have like between one and three thousand pounds in my bank account. And now I'm about to hit my marker of having two hundred thousand pounds in my bank account. Um I mean, it's in my business one, so half of it is tax, but it doesn't matter. It's still there. I've still earned it. And about how when I hit that marker, I'm going to buy myself another Cartier bracelet. And I go through phases of sometimes being like, God, to some people that might be really triggering. And there's, you know, the fuel crisis and the cost of living crisis. And I think, oh, God. And then on the other hand, I look at people like Amanda Francis and people that are super wealthy. And here I am in my little fucking semi-detached house. Yes, I'm living my dream. But do you know what I mean? And I sometimes think, God, what I'm manifesting is not very much at all. Like £200,000 in a business bank account, 
isn't very much. Like Amanda Francis does £700,000 in a month. So I really fluctuate between the two. But I think imposter syndrome is really normal. I think everyone gets it. And do you know what? Something I've really noticed about myself recently is that every single week when I put my podcast out, I close my laptop and I think, that was shit. That was utter shite. This is the week that people are going to find out that I'm talking absolute twaddle and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And every week I think that, and every week when the podcast is released, I get loads of stories and messages saying, oh my God, this episode was such a game changer for me. And so I heard somebody, I can't remember who, but somebody famous saying that like, if you go out to sing, you might have done 25 arena tours but if you don't get nervous before you go on that stage it's over for you because you don't give a shit anymore and every time I do a podcast I every single week I think oh god this is awful so we definitely all get that I think no matter where we are in the level you could be Jay-Z or you could be Gaddy Crystal's pet (laughs) (laughs) and I mean speaking of your podcast law of attraction changed my life as I mentioned at the start today as we record this is two years to the day since you launched your very first episode and I mean what a roller coaster it's been like I remember first listening and it was the very first podcast that I had ever listened to so I didn't know about things like pre-roll and adverts and things like that so I was like why the fuck is this bitch talking to me about HelloFresh constantly? And then the episode actually started and I just instantly felt this connection with you. And you're now 102 episodes deep, I think it is. And in last week's episode, you even said that people message you saying how you've not only changed their lives, but you've saved their lives. I mean, wow. How does that make you feel? It's incredible. Well, firstly, what's incredible is that I had no idea it was my second birthday until you turned up with a big two balloon. And I was like, oh, (laughs) what is this? (laughs) So I completely forgot. So I feel like I should celebrate in some way. I I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I'll get drunk. Who knows? Um, But yeah, it's incredible. And you know what? Um, I think with anything in life, if you're listening to this and thinking, I've got something to share, I want to talk about something and start a podcast or a TikTok or an Instagram account or whatever it might be. It has to be something that you would do for free, right? Because I taught the law of attraction for 10 years on YouTube for free. I did it every single week, just the same way I did my podcast, because I genuinely feel like it helps people. I genuinely feel like there's so many people out there that either can't afford to or are not open to having therapy. I mean, it's been on my list for ages and I'm still yet to actually start. Um, And I think that if you are in that position where you can't afford therapy, it doesn't matter anymore because you can do the law of attraction yourself. You can teach yourself through books. You can teach yourself through free podcasts or YouTube videos. You can actually heal yourself. You don't need somebody else to heal you. You can do it yourself. And that will never, ever get old for me. It will never it will never get off me. I could talk about law of attraction for the rest of my life. And yeah, I get messages of people saying, I literally wanted to like end it all. I wanted to die for whatever reasons. And sometimes it's not as dramatic as that. Um, You know, it can just be turning people's lives around. And one of the things I do get a lot of, so I must be energetically like connected to it is people leaving relationships, especially like mothers. And I think a lot of women feel very trapped in relationships. And it might not be that that relationship is toxic or abusive even. It might just be that they're not right for each other. And because we have the motherhood penalty and women don't get paid as much and all that kind of stuff, for so many reasons, women do feel trapped within relationships. And that's something that I feel very passionately about. And it's something that I know I'm more called to do. Like, I think as time goes on, I know that you listen to my podcast, but I think you're like only one of 10 men that actually listen to it. So it is very geared towards women. And I know that as time goes on, I do definitely want to explore more helping women to get out of either toxic environments or abusive, mentally abusive relationships, physically abusive, whatever it might be. I definitely want to work more with that. And I don't know how yet, but it ain't my job to figure it out. It will come like, yeah. That would be incredible. Uh, Can we talk about the boot club as well? Because you touched on it there quite um, briefly. So the boot club with no name, because the main podcast was so popular, wasn't it? That you decided to set up another podcast, which became the boot club. And myself and 3000 others are members, I believe. So tell us how that came about for you and what that involves. So... From the beginning of time, I've always talked about the power of doing the magic. The magic is a 28-day manifesting process, which is incredible. And every time I've done it consistently and properly, something hugely life-changing has happened in my life. I've got pregnant with my first daughter. I finally got divorced after years of being unhappy. Like really big life things happened, right? 
And so I was trying to figure out a way that I could do this with people and share it with people because it is very difficult to stick to. You will know this. Like it's only 28 days, but it is so hard to stick to. And I really wanted to create a community where people could do it together and hold each other accountable. Me and my best friend, John, and my best friend, Kay, the three of us did it together once and we managed to do the whole 28 days. And I was like, fuck, I only did this because every morning I woke up and thought, God, they're going to think I'm so fucking lame if I don't, if I don't carry this on. And so I tried to recreate that friendship of three people that were all in different countries. We don't live anywhere near each other. Um, but doing something together every day and energetically, this is the other thing as well, right? When I did that with them, I'd never felt closer to them because we were talking every day. We were sharing an experience and I really wanted to recreate that. And what's incredible, and I'm sure you will agree, well, you might not, but us book club bitches, I feel like we're connected in a weird way. I feel like we're all, I feel like I know you, you know me, we're all going through the same thing at the same time. And it's it's honestly the most, it's the most magical experience of my life and probably one of the best relationships of my life is with you lot as a whole. It's so odd, but it really is. And it's nothing short of amazing. I'm just going to say this book club, I shout it from the rooftops because it is amazing. And it's £10 a month. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not a, a course for £1,000. It's not therapy for £40 a session. It's £10. And as long as you have the accountability and, and you've got the, the get up and go to do it, you buy the book. And what I hope is that if you enjoy the podcast and you find them entertaining to listen to, I call myself a personal trainer for books. Reading a book by yourself is very boring. But if you are motivated by listening to me every couple of days, checking in with you and saying, right, we're on chapter two. This is what we're doing this one. And I might throw in a little anecdote about my latest dick appointment. If that keeps you motivated and reading, good. I will fucking do that all day long. And, you know, together we've now read, what, 20 books? 20 fucking books and it's life changing. It's absolutely crazy, isn't it? Because I mean, it keeps it keeps you accountable. It keeps you on track. And like I say, you are a personal trainer for books because I can buy books and they'll sit there. I think I've still got Miracle Morning on my bedside table by Hal Elwood. And it is literally sat there and I take it away every time I go on holiday and it still just never gets read. But anyway, what's been your favorite book or your favorite author that you've done as part of the book club? Because I know you're absolutely buzzing with the Emma Mumford one that we're doing at the moment, aren't you? It's a bit like the magic, isn't it? But better. Sorry, Rhonda. I agree. I do think it's better. And what I love about these specific like set number of day challenges is that you put your intention at the beginning of what you want to manifest. And I manifested my manifestation on day two, which blew my mind. But my favorite book, I think it's funny because when you look back, hindsight is twenty twenty, And some of the books that at the time I didn't appreciate, I find myself referring to all the time. So for example, Jack Canfield's um, The Power of Focus. I didn't think it was that exciting a book at the time, but I find myself referring back to that a lot. And also Grace Beverly's Working Hard, Hardly Working. A lot of the strategies that she put in there, I find myself implementing all the time. And these are things like, you know, hiring a cleaner, outsourcing things in your business, you know, getting things like HelloFresh, check my link for 50% off. <laughs> like all of these things, they really have an impact on your life because some people might listen to my podcast and think, well, how does getting a cleaner or getting HelloFresh help you live your best life? But it's all about, sorry, but especially as women, um, we have a lot on our plates. And quite often, we are the last people to receive any kind of attention. We look after our children first. We look after our husbands first. We look after our friends, our parents, and we get left, left to last. And so my aim is to simplify people's lives as much as possible so that you don't get that, oh, I wish I had time to do the law of attraction. I wish I had time to read a book. I wish I had time to manifest because that's all I hear from people, both in my life and in messages. I love your podcast, but I fell off the wagon because I don't have time. So my strategy is to try and simplify women's lives as much as possible by editing, outsourcing, saying fucking no. And basically, you have the time and space and energy to live your best life because people forget sometimes it's the simplest things that are the truest. And it's like, you better believe that when my children are off school and it's the summer holidays and they're all at home, I don't really do much manifesting. I don't really work on myself at all. I don't work on my self-development because I do not have the time, space or energy. If I feel really ill, if I've been going to bed late or I've got a stomach bug, I don't do any manifesting because I don't have the time, space or energy. So it's so simple, but you just need to give yourself time and space 
to dedicate to yourself. I know you spoke there about time and energy and it's weird, isn't it? Because not only do you do your main podcast, your book club podcast, your off topic podcast and your and chill podcast with your friends, but you're also a mother of three beautiful girls, Bo, Reva and Laveau. So seriously, like, I just want to know, how have you got the time? Because the only reason I ask is that at the back end of this year, we're starting the adoption process, me and my fiance. <gasps> And I, yeah, and I'll be honest with you, I don't want to have time to fart at the moment. So, hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How do you protect your energy and keep so level-headed while you're juggling this hectic lifestyle? Do you know what? I said to someone just the other day, I was talking about you and I was saying like, oh, someone said, oh, what, is he driving to your house? I said, yeah. I said, but he drove to Wales the other week for a podcast. And then I got really like, not upset, but I was like, fuck, that's a single man with no children can work on his brand. 24, like I have to fit it in in between tantrums and nap times, do you know what I mean? And it really got me not upset, but I really felt like, fuck, imagine if I'd started doing this before I had children. But anyway, shoulda, woulda, coulda means you're out of time. I can't do that. Um, But do you know what? I think it's just a real balancing act of, I've talked before about glass balls and plastic balls. And do you know what? There's days where the plastic balls get dropped you know, the laundry might accidentally sit in the washing machine for four hours and I've forgotten that it's done a cycle or, you know, things do get dropped. There are days where I haven't washed my hair for a week. And that's just the reality of life. I think it's just every day making that decision of what is the most important thing that needs to get done. And the number one thing is always myself. You might think I was going to say my children, but it has to be yourself. I have to be fed. I have to eat well. I have to have enough sleep because if I fall down, all my children will not survive without me. Give them a couple of hours, they'd be savage. So I have to look after myself to a bare minimum first. Then the children come, obviously. And then my brand, my podcast, that is so important to me. And some days I scrape through the day where I am recording my Patreon book club podcast at one in the morning and the house looks like an absolute tip. But as long as you scrape through that day, having done what really, really needs to get done, then that's really all that matters. But also I think mothers are incredible, incredible multitaskers. We really do get shit done. We make the most of our time. Um, But yeah, that's it really. And childcare, you know, like I have two mornings a week that my babies are in nursery and thank goodness now they see their dad every other weekend. And that has been life-changing like to have every other weekend to myself now it has given me back a quality of life that I wish that women could have without getting divorced I wish that women that are in partnerships could have that kind of freedom that I have because some of my friends say like god you're literally like reliving your youth because every other weekend I'm out getting drunk dick appointments living my best life (laughs) do you know what I mean like and that's really important to manifesting as well because if you're not happy and you're not living in a high vibe, you're not going to manifest. You have to have that time to do things that bring you joy. But but yeah, basically, I just scrape through it every day, just trying my fucking best. <laughs> <laughs> and just about your two beautiful twins as well, Reva and Laveau. I love those videos that you put on Instagram, you know, of them crossing the front door threshold and they're just so cute. But you've actually got an amazing manifesting story around that, don't you? Because you were first told that you were having twin boys and you absolutely freaked out, didn't you? Yeah. And I don't want people to judge me for this. And I feel like I've explained myself quite a lot with this, but basically we've had a lot of family history where a lot of boys in our family have died or had like 
quite bad disabilities. And for one reason or another, we believed that we couldn't have boys. So my mum, as we were growing up, my mum always said, it was a bit savage to children, but she was like, if you have boys, you can't have them. You'll have to have an abortion and you can only have girls. So subconsciously, that must have really gone into my brain because I, even now, my sister's got three healthy boys if I had a boy, I'd be devastated. And I don't know why. And I know it's not just because girl clothes are super cute. You know, I do have a lot of feminine energy in my life. I don't have many men around. I don't get on with men very well, unless they're gay. Like my dad, I don't really get on with him very well. I don't really get on with people's boyfriends. They always think that I'm a bad influence. My friend John is pretty much the only man in my life. (laughs) Like, I just don't really get on very well with male energy. And so, um, Yeah, I think that was another reason. But yeah, I went to a DNA clinic um, just to find out who the father was. No, I'm joking. Uh, Just to find find out if they were boys or girls. And you can have this test done now at really early, like eight weeks to find out what you're having. And I'm the sort of person I just, I needed to know. I had to know. I was in a lockdown. It was my only little glimmer of hope. I'll be honest with you. And I've been honest on the book club quite a lot. I was devastated to find out I was having two babies. Like I couldn't even say the word twins for quite a long time. I'd have to say two babies. But to find out you're going from one child and you live in a one bedroom flat in London and you live in the life and you have two days a week child free to find out you're going to be a single mother with three children. I was devastated. So I went to the DNA clinic, had all the tests and everything. And then I bought a couple of manifesting items I'd been on. Because this is wild, right? If you're listening to this episode of Canny Crystals in the future and you're like, what the fuck is she talking about? The time we were living in, in 2020, you could not buy baby clothes. Not only were stores not open, but there was a worldwide shortage of baby clothes. So I would have to find people on Facebook selling used baby clothes and buy them. So I found this twin mum that had good taste and I bought a whole bag of matching twin girl baby clothes, right? And I would take pictures of them and I'd have them hanging up. And I had a vision board on my phone of like twin girls. And the woman phoned me and she said, great news. You've got no syndromes. You've got no health difficulties or whatever. You're having boys. And I was just like, I felt like I'd been punched in the stomach. And I just felt like, and I know that people that don't care about gender will not understand this, but I could just see my life (laughs) raising these two terror boys and just, it was, yeah. So anyway, and I went into a deep depression. My dad actually broke lockdown laws to come for a walk with me because I just was, I couldn't stop crying for a day. I was so upset. And so 24 hours passes and I'm sitting with Bohemia, giving her a dinner and I'm sitting crying and I'm a very positive mother. I don't really ever, we don't argue in front of her. Like I don't show anything negative really. And I just sat there thinking, this poor kid, she's had school taken away from her, her friends taken away from her, and now her mum's sitting here crying, like, I've got to fucking step out of this, I need to remember my power. And the energy was not, I need to get over this and accept it, the energy was, I need to fucking change this. And so... I sat there while she took her up for a bath. And while she's in the bath, I sat and wrote a gratitude list of all the things I was thankful for. I'm so thankful that I can get pregnant. I'm so thankful that I already have a daughter. Like I have a daughter. I fucking love her. She's amazing. That's like, thank God. Uh, I'm thankful for, I've got a house. I'm thankful. All these things, right? Put her to bed, came downstairs and I had 14 missed calls on my phone. And it was from the clinic. This is one of those moments I was telling you about where you're like, how can anyone dispute this? How? I'll remember this moment for the rest of my life. And I called them back so quickly. And she said, I'm so, so sorry. I've given you the wrong results. You're actually having twin girls. It does say it. They sent me an email with all the results on, but I didn't bother reading it because they said they're healthy and they're boys. So why would I read it? She said, I'm so sorry. My mum's dying of cancer. I'm really not with it. And I gave you the wrong results. And I just was like, I've prayed for this. I have literally, and it was, it was one of the greatest moments of my life because if you'd given me the choice in that moment of winning the lottery or having that result, I would have had that result a hundred times over. And I just remember calling everybody I know. And I hadn't even told the dad that they were boys because I was so upset and I was so determined that it wasn't true. I didn't even tell him. And I was like, guess what? We're having two girls. They did say two boys, but I didn't. And he was so angry. But I was like, look, you didn't pay for the test. My test, my results, my business. So yeah, it was, it, that will remain till the day I die. One of the best manifestations of my life 
ever. I love that story so much. Seriously. Um, can we talk vision boards as well? Because your vision board story is so unique. You spoke earlier about how you manifested your husband through your vision board. And it was actually him, wasn't it? The photograph that you put on of him. And I'm going to be quite nosy here, but I ask all my guests this. So what's on your vision board for the next five years? Like what goals have you set for yourself for the future? So moving into my dream home, um, which I'm kind of halfway there. Moving into my dream home, having an outdoor pool, (laughs) because I really want an outdoor pool, Um, becoming like, I want to say in the top 10 podcasts in the UK, I'm not going to say number one, because that doesn't really feel believable to me. Um, But in the top 10 of just overall podcasts, not in my niche, it overall. Um, I as well would love to do like some sort of residency spot, either on like this morning or somewhere like that, talking about manifesting, like doing a phone in and people talking about how can they manifest things? Because they did have a law of attraction woman on um, uh, this morning for a phone in. And she was a bit shit, if I'm honest, like she was a bit shit. And loads of people, loads of people messaged me saying, Fran, you should be doing this. Like this woman, I mean, I'd have to learn not to swear, wouldn't I? Because live TV and all that. But something like that, like basically just growing the brand, writing a book. I want to publish my second book. It'll be my second book, but the first book I'm actually proud of. Um, um, and yeah, that's it really. Like my daughter's, do you know what? Some of the things on my manifestation board are things that look really boring, but actually we have a massive impact on your life. So things like increasing my health. One of my goals is every day is a new opportunity to increase my health. That is a goal for me. Um, another one is for me and my daughters to all be really close and live in harmony. Now, like everyone keeps telling me, or three daughters, imagine when they get to teenage years. If we get to the teenage years and they're all fighting and crazy and have a fractured family. And one of them says, I don't want to live here anymore. That would be fucking devastating. That would impact my day-to-day life, which would impact my month-to-month life, which would impact each year I have, right? So things like that, that is a major um, goal for me, for me and my daughters to be super close and live in harmony. So they're not all really exciting things, but yeah, just to basically live my best. I just want to live my best life. I want regular dick. I want to go and visit my friends in America twice a year. I want to travel with my daughters and give them amazing experiences. I want a bigger house because this is a bit small for us. I want to be like a really, a, I want to be a big podcaster. Like I remember when I was speaking to Paul Brunson, he's like, what do you want to do? Like, do you want to go into TV? Do you want to do And I'm like, no, I want to be a podcaster. I love the format. I listen to podcasts avidly. Like I love being a podcaster. I just want to grow that as much as I can. And I think that when that comes from a place of love and wanting other people to better their lives, you can't stop me because it's not coming from a place of, oh, I want to do this to like, I don't know, be the most powerful person in the world. I just want to help as many people as possible, especially like women, like I say, single mothers, I really want to help. So that's it really. What about you? What's on your vision board? Oh God, you put me on the spot now. It's always me asking the questions. I want to grow it so that I don't have to physically put all the effort in myself because at the minute I've run Canny Crystals for the last year and it is all me. Do you know what I mean? So I want to be able to kind of hand down and give some delegation to at least one other person just so I can free up a bit more time to myself. But I want to go nationwide. Like I'm already dealing with this um, internet company who are going to get me up to like the first page on the SEO ranking of Google and stuff like that. I want my name out there. I want, well, not my name, my brand out there, basically. Do you know what I mean? I want Canny Crystals to to grow. And I don't just want it to be all about crystals. I want it to be about health and well-being and like what you said about helping other people. And I mean, on my website, I've got things like 100 Days of Gratitude or, do you know what I mean? There's like different downloadable documents and I have a well-being journal that I produced last year. I've got online courses in the future about manifesting and things like that. And I just think anything that's going to help someone's well-being that that's all I want to do. I just want to help others. And anyone that will describe me will say I'm overly helpful. And I just think that comes across in my brand. And I think that's just where I want to take my brand. I don't just want it to be all about crystals. I want it to grow. Yeah. Do you know what? You could be the Newcastle version of Goop. You could be our Gwyneth. But you... <laughs> I'm not getting a candle um, like the smells of my cock. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, please don't. (laughs) No. Anyway, just going back to your website. So I'm going to touch on your online courses here, Fran, because back in January, I think it was, I joined your Money Manifesting Workshop and it was over three weeks on Facebook. It was live. It had bits of homework. 
it made me look at my energetic income and energetic spending and things different than I did before. And now you've expanded. You've got so many online courses, haven't you? You've got setting up a side hustle, goal setting, setting up a spray tan business. You really are that fountain of knowledge and information. Do you think that your previous years of working in the corporate world in London gave you that boost in confidence enough to run your own empire? No, working in corporate London literally diminished my confidence and made me feel like I couldn't do anything as the worst. But you know what? I know that the spray tan one is a little bit random, but I was closing down my salon and I felt like I had so much knowledge and I was doing the side hustle thing. And so many people were asking me about spray tan, saying, is spray tanning a good side hustle? And I'm like, every fucker I meet, I'm like, do spray tanning. I used to earn £130 an hour spray tanning. If you have no degree or qualifications, or even if you do, like that's more than a teacher earns. That's more than some lawyers earn. Like spray tanning is not to be fucked with. It's a great business, you know? So I was like, why would I let all of this information die? And kind of look what what we were saying earlier about you either use it or lose it. And if you stop doing something, you forget about it. I was like, I really want to put everything that I've learned, not just about, actually, I didn't actually teach people how to spray tan. You can't do that. You need like insurance. It was more about creating a spray tan business and how to get celebrity clients and how to market and all this kind of stuff. And I just felt like I wanted to put it all in one place. And it's helped so many women. And what I love is so many of my listeners now have set up spray tan businesses and I follow them all on Instagram. And they're like, this week we had how many guys? I'm like, fucking yes, because you know what? It's things like that that could be the difference between someone staying in a job they hate for the rest of their life and having four weeks holiday and having to send their kids to summer club in the summer holidays because they can't be with them. And somebody actually having financial freedom and working when they want and This is what I was saying earlier about like, we sometimes think that there's these massive answers and sometimes it's not. It's as simple as learn to spray tan, earn £130 an hour, live your best life. That's amazing. I noticed the other day on your stories as well on Instagram that you've recently started wearing your Canny Crystals Rose Quartz self-love pendant and you also did your first full moon ritual this week as well with your crystals charging. How did you find all that? I am turning into one witchy bitch and I'm loving it. I'm here for it. So I definitely wanted a rose quartz that I could keep close to my heart because I had a rose quartz that was just a stone and I don't wear a bra. So I was like, where the fuck do I put it? I had nowhere to put it. So it's a real a real problem. That's another thing. Women don't have pockets in their clothes. It's a real issue. So um, I had nowhere to put it. So I got a pendant and I love it. I only took it off today because I wanted all my crystals in one place. Um And yes, I did a full moon ritual and it was magical. It's something that I want to do every single month. I think I'd love to do a new moon and a full moon ritual every month. And if anyone wants to come and join me, they can come and join me. I did it in my garden. I loved it. And I do feel like it was very powerful. Like I feel like the things that I put on my list, I did let go of. Like I've, yeah, I absolutely loved it. And I also feel very, um, so you know I'm a star seed, right? I got told that I was, well, my sister had a psychic tell her that I was a starseed. And I found out when I was drunk in Tenerife on a hen party. And the second I heard it, it was like everything in my life made sense. And anything that I do that is like to do with the moon or being outside and looking at the sky, I feel really weirdly connected, which is why I think I loved this full moon ritual. Um, But yeah, I can't remember what I was saying. (laughs) (laughs) we're talking about the moon but I remember seeing this psychic lady once over and I told her that I was I felt really alone and despite having like 70,000 followers online my friendship circle was really small and that most of the time all of my friends seemed to be doing something apart from me and she said that's because you're a starseed and that's why you feel like you're different and you're disconnected from everyone else and that you don't 100% belong because you actually don't and I specifically listening remember your podcast a few weeks ago where your sister had been told that as well so yeah that's really weird and she also said that my sister my mum and my dad have been together for many lifetimes whereas I'm brand new like in this gaff I've I've not met them before so it's weird like I don't know if it's because I was drunk but when I found that out the sun was setting and I honestly it was like a spiritual experience it's like someone had told me that I was adopted and I was like oh everything makes sense yeah and so there's apparently a book loads of my listeners have sent me a book called um letters to a star seed so i'm gonna buy that and yeah i'm gonna get that book it's so nice to see other open-minded people like dabbling into finding more about spirituality and seeing what works for them because 
my full moon and new moon TikToks always get hundreds of thousands of views. Like this three pin to me page with over 2 million views. And for years, I just thought that I was a weirdo that was in like astrology and the universe. But I do think things like moon rituals and crystal healing and manifesting, it's all become very mainstream in the last few years. Do you think that there's a part of this in that people want something to believe in and they just want to have that hope and faith that things will get better, especially given the last two years that we've all had? Yeah, it's become very mainstream. Like when I first started teaching law of attraction, nobody really knew what it was about. Whereas now I feel like you can pretty much say to the average person on the street under 40 and they will know what you're talking about. Um, But I think it's fantastic because the more people that know about it, you know, if we can raise our collective consciousness, the better. I think people like Russell Brand really help. I think people that are Ariana Grande, people that aren't traditionally from that spiritual space, like people like Rhonda Byrne and Emma Mumford, you're never going to be exposed to those people unless you're explicitly looking for that, right? Whereas people like Russell, people like um, the other one I just said, Ariana Grande, you know, they will talk about it through normal stuff and so people might be like oh wow okay so it works for them and that's so interesting when you start to look at celebrities who do believe in it particularly I find a lot of rappers I think a lot of rappers who have come from nothing and have made it really big they are huge believers in law of attraction um yeah I love it I'm here for it and I think that yeah people do want to feel like there's a bigger there's something bigger. Like people like me, for example, I don't believe in Jesus and God. And it fucking pisses me off when Bo comes home and at Christmas she's like, there was an ark and Noah put two of each animal in. I'm like, just think about it, Bo. Like, do you really genuinely, do you, do you really think that happened? And like at Christmas, there was a lot of God bothering going on and Jesus time. And I just like, oh, I really struggle with it. But I am very spiritual. I don't believe that we're just here and then we die. But for people like us, there's not really a name for it as such. And I mean, I do think the law of attraction is basically a religion, really. I don't know what name you give it, but... I think I'll just call it like spirituality, just being like open to it, you know what I mean? Because it it hasn't really got a name, but like you say, it is almost like a religion. And some people, when I talk to them about it, they're like, oh, it's a bit of a cult. And I'm like, it's not, it's not at all. It's just a way of thinking. It's just being positive and being grateful and knowing that there's something out there that's bigger than us that's all it is and also being wise enough to be like I'm not going to put a name like Dave on it like isn't it weird that we're like Muhammad or Jesus or oh the third disciple was called John like how the fuck do you know like why are we putting (laughs) these names on it like or like Terry and Esther Hicks or no Jerry and Esther Hicks you know when they were like Abraham, why are you giving it a name like Abraham? Can't we just be cool and be like, it's some God that we don't know. We don't need to call it Dave, all right? (laughs) (laughs) I know you get a lot of inspiration daily from other entrepreneurs as well, like Denise DeField-Thomas, Amanda Francis, Gary Vee. But who, if anyone, do you idolise? Who is up there for you? Do you know what? This is such a weird uh, question, like a weird answer, because... I have had sex with him, but Russell Brand, and it's a real love-hate relationship because I used to love him as a comedian. He was my favourite comedian. Then when he asked me to go to his house and have a threesome with him, I was like, why wouldn't I? He's my favourite comedian. (laughs) And then after a time, we had a bit of a negative experience and we never spoke again and it was all a bit horrible. And so I really hated him. But I think aside from that, what he's done with his platform and the knowledge that he has and the way that he shares it, I think it's incredible. I went to see him in like on his new tour. My sister and I have been to see him twice now. Um, and you just leave thinking like, I know nothing. I know absolutely nothing. Like he, he could be the president of the world. <laughs> I truly Didn't he do like that. a joint meditation right at the end as well? Um, or did yes, you not stay around for that? I can't really remember now. <laughs> Do you know, my sister was like, why don't you go down and do the meet and greet? I'm like, fuck right off. I am not going up and be like, hi, Russell, remember me. (laughs) But he would actually be my dream guest on my podcast. If I could get over the whole issue. Yeah, yeah, like things that have happened. Like, yeah, because I just think he is such an enlightened person. But also alongside with that, which I hope is kind of what I bring to my podcast, is that there's a lot of knowledge and depth there but it's put across in an entertaining way. So people that normally wouldn't want to listen to that stuff or people that would normally just be like, that's not my bag. They are interested and they are open to it because he puts it across in such an entertaining way. And so I just love him. 
Yeah, yeah. Russell Brand, that's the answer. <laughs> I know we briefly touched on this before. And I know you've already got a book available to be bought. Wag don't want to be. Check it out on oh, Amazon. No, don't tell people <laughs> what it is. No, please. But, <laughs> oh, I just, I hate. Oh, do you know, I don't think you can even buy it anymore. I'm not ashamed of it. Uh, you can. It's on you. Amazon. I saw it the other day. It's oh, called Wag Don't Want to Be. How to Date Footballers and Survive. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, what I was going to ask it. is, what's your what's your plans for this next book? Because I know you, you're going to start writing this new book. And I know you've touched on self-publishing in your own podcast. So what will this book be about? Is it going to be about the law of attraction or more towards self-help or motherhood or kind of a mixture of all three? No, 100% law of attraction. And I think, I don't know whether it's because I feel comfortable with this, but I want to do it the same way that I kind of did with Wag Don't Want to Be, which was kind of like a guide, a how-to, but then also partly autobiographical and like my own experiences. So an idea that I have that I think I'll do, only because it seems like it's a good introduction to self-publishing because it is a bit scary is I want to do like six life lessons that I've learned from the law of attraction but with a catchy title that wouldn't be it and so it would be six things that I've used um to manifest really like all of those big things we're talking about you know finding my husband two and a half years after I put him on a vision board changing the gender of my twins when a, a you know a clinic a DNA clinic had told me otherwise things like that putting that into like six life lessons of how you can apply it to your life but also those incredible manifestation stories as well so that's kind of the idea and then after that I've already got plans for a second one I want to do a book that is all about how to have the best year of your life and basically that new year's day goal setting course I did people's reaction to that was insane and even now I get messages from people saying this has been the best year of my life because I actually took that time on the first day of the year to really not just set goals, but to put strategies around it. And I think turning that into an accessible book that people that are not interested in online courses that could do it as a book, I think would be incredible. So my goal is to have that actually out by Christmas. Amazing. Oh, I want a signed copy, mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I like to end all my podcast interviews with a simple question as well. So what advice would you give your teenage self before all of this blew up? What advice would you give teenage Fran? I don't know. Just that it's all going to be all right, you little hoe. <laughs> I, I think is. I don't think I would say to change anything because I think that everything you go through really shapes you into the person that you are today. So I wouldn't want to say, have a bit more self-worth. Don't be such a hoe. You know, don't date anyone. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think I would say that. But what I would say is just everything is going to work out for the best. And also read a book called The Secret because it will change your life. Because I feel like, honestly, since discovering the law of attraction, that is truly what's changed my life. Do you know what um, song I love is, what's his name? Sam Fender, 17 Going Under, because I feel like so many people can relate to that, that when you're like 17, 18, it's supposed to be the best years of your life. But I think for a lot of us, teens and early 20s, you have the shittest time. In between going out and the clubbing and everything, you have really shit times. You can have really toxic friendships. You can have... You're just starting out in relationships. You're doing all of these things that you're going to have to undo in therapy later. (laughs) And I just think life does get better. Like, I think we are so conditioned to think your youth is great and your teens and your 20s are amazing. You're supposed to be living your best life. And then you settle down and have children and it all gets boring. I'm here to tell you that does not happen. Your life just gets better and better and better. So long as you work on yourself. So work on your mindset work on your self-development and it doesn't matter how old you are you will continue to live a better and better life I would not go back to my 20s if you fucking paid me incredible advice Fran you've absolutely made my year by coming on the show and it's been an absolute pleasure so thank you so so much I appreciate it more than you'll ever know and to anyone listening that wants to find out more about Fran and her journey her podcasts her online courses all that jazz I'm going to leave all the details and the links in the show notes for today's episode so Fran thank you so so much for sharing your story and being so honest and open with us all thank you for having me this has been a real treat I do laugh that we are literally (laughs) do you know what makes me laugh is you've traveled two hours to my house to record together and we're sitting in separate rooms (laughs) you know what's funny like i'm sat facing out into this park out here and there's been so many people that have gone past like staring at me like sat here with headphones in the front window (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, you'll be on the village Facebook group later. You'll be like, there's a man in Fran's house recording some sort of porno. That's what they'll be saying. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Fran. I really do appreciate your time. And thank you all so much for joining once again. Do you know I'm off to sunny Spain for a week tomorrow and I've never even got excited about it because all I've been thinking about is this podcast episode with Fran that I've totally forgot I'm going on holiday. So when this podcast goes out, I'll only have two days of my holiday left. But right now, I haven't even packed and I leave in about 12 hours. So I'm going to bomb back up to Newcastle now and get that suitcase dragged out. So please leave me a review wherever you're listening to this podcast from. It really does help this grow to new audiences. Have a super lush weekend, everyone. And I'll see you all next week for another episode of Canny Crystals, the podcast. Bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.